It is 7.45 on a steamy morning, at least it's sticky, 73, the dew point, 81, the temp. Time for Jack Farrell's wine chat. Hope you're in a nice, cool place, Jack. <laughs> yeah, same as you. Yes, as a matter of fact. in the air conditioning, but gently going outside occasionally to enjoy the warm weather. I thought it might be interesting to talk about warm weather drinks because we're going to have a lot of warm weather in the foreseeable future. And, you know, I was mindful several years ago when I was in Cuba. You know, Cuba has a rum culture. And, of course, there's two very famous drinks that were invented in Cuba, the daiquiri and the Cuba Libra. And daiquiris, you know, I'll never forget one of my most desired thing to do on my bucket list was go to the Cabana in Havana. And we got there, and the minute you got there, they gave you a cigar and put a bottle of rum on the table. And then they had this outdoor amphitheater with three levels of entertainment. And it, it was all outside. It was just wonderful, but it was hot and steamy. And then they'd bring you uh, cold mixes to mix with that rum. And like I said, we have two drinks that were invented in Cuba, the daiquiri and the uh, Cuba Libra. And the daiquiri, you know, is a wonderful warm-weather drink. You can uh, doll it up with all kinds of fruits. Basically, a daiquiri is just a lemon-made kind of uh, concoction that uh, you add a little rum to. And it's very refreshing on a hot day. And, of course, recently with the uh, access to things like blenders and things like that, the daiquiri, of course, was invented over 100 years ago when we didn't have those kind of gadgets. But now you can get strawberry, banana, pineapple. Of course, those are all sort of tropical flavors. But up here, you can get also raspberry, blueberry, peach-flavored daiquiris, and and they are delicious. And, of course, the key is good rum to have go with them. And, of course, another good rum drink is pina colada, but it didn't have its roots in uh, Cuba, but rather Hawaii. And that's a very lovely drink. It's, I always liken it to a pineapple milkshake with a little kick to it. Uh, the, but the Cuba Libra was Ernest Hemingway's favorite drink. And a Cuba Libra is nothing more than a rum and Coca-Cola with a squeeze of lime in it. And it's a, again, it's just like having a glass of Coca-Cola on a hot day. It's very refreshing. And uh, these, now they have these frozen margaritas, which is nothing more than an adult slushy. You have your favorite slushy, and then it's these drinks are usually flavored with rum and vodka. And you have to be careful because these kind of drinks go down very easily. So pace yourself with them. You, when the drink is sweet, you usually can't detect how much alcohol is in it. And it can be deceiving. You just don't think there's much alcohol, and the next thing you know, you're tipsy. A, a great drink in this part of the world is something called the bootleg, and it was popularized in the country clubs around the Twin Cities. And a bootleg is really an adult lemonade that's flavored with lots and lots of mint. It's sort of a, a julep with from Minnesota, if you will. You know, mint grows just ferociously around Minnesota, and we get a lot of it. And mint is kind of a refreshing thing. And a, a bootleg, as I said, is, again, nothing more than sort of lemonade made uh, with lots and lots of mint in it. 
and it's so refreshing. And bootlegs are usually made with rum or vodka, but you can put your own favorite spirit in them. A favorite drink of mine is something called a dark and stormy. It came from Bermuda, and it's ginger beer and dark rum. And I'll tell you, that is a refreshing, a delightful drink to have on a hot day. But again, with these drinks that are spirits, uh, be very careful because, uh, like I say, the alcohol strength of those is usually fairly strong, but you don't notice it because of the sweetness. But those are just some of these wonderful drinks. And like you saw that most of them were based on lemonade, except the Dark and Stormy, which was based on ginger beer. Then, of course, another summer drink that people just seem to love a whole lot is sangria. And sangria is a drink from Spain. And uh, Spain, of course, gets its share of very, very hot days. And sangria is always so refreshing. I eliminate when I make sangria adding rum, uh, rum or brandy to it because, frankly, there's enough spirit in that uh, the wine you're using and, and all that really is when you make a sangria. And incidentally, you can get all of these recipes exactly at the Haskell's website, haskells.com. Um, so I'm not, don't bother writing any of them down. But a sangria is nothing more than a fruit. And when, when you make it, or, or it's nothing more than a wine punch. And when you make it, you can use any kind of fruit you want to make a sangria. Traditionally, it's made with citrus, lemons and limes and oranges, but you can use anything. Those are the uh, most plentiful things in Spain, lemons, limes and oranges, and that's why they used them in the original. And then you add sugar, and then you add a little dilutant. Uh, you know, you can add club soda if you like. You can add plain water. Uh, you can add lemonade if you like, to, to make a sangria. And uh, they are very refreshing. They're light in alcohol. They're a good drink on a hot day, you know, a glass of sangria. Uh, be careful not to make them too sweet. I think they uh, are most enjoyable when there's a little piquancy to the uh, concoction. Incidentally, white sangria is an absolute joy. It's the same as sangria, only use white wine. And on a hot summer day, I think those white sangrias can be just an absolutely delicious and refreshing drink. Of course, let's not overlook something like a mimosa. Mimosas got very popular in this country with brunch in the last, oh, I'd say 30, 35 years. But uh, mimosa is nothing more than, um, say, one part orange juice to two parts of sparkling wine. And when you're making mimosas, remember, use an inexpensive sparkling wine. There's no point in using very good champagne if you're going to dilute it with orange juice. But nowadays they make mimosas with almost anything. One of my favorite is a cranberry mimosa where it's cranberry juice and then white wine. And you know, another good really wine for making mimosas is Prosecco. And Prosecco itself is very, very good on a hot day. You can serve it ice cold. Uh, it's a pleasant drink, but uh, and generally Proseccos are not too expensive. So they're kind of good to use when you're making mimosas. And then, of course, there's my favorite is a spritzer, where you take white wine, add a little club soda, and you have a spritzer. It's low in alcohol. It's refreshing. It's a delightful thing when the temperature is soaring. Nothing will cool you off better than a spritzer. And remember with wine, anything goes. You know, if you want to put ice cubes in your wine, by all means do it. If you want to dilute your wine with some water, 
by all means do it. That's what a spritzer is. It's wine diluted with club soda. And, uh, you know, the people will look at you and frown. Well, you're the one that is drinking the thing, and you're the one that's enjoying it. Just turn your nose up at them. Like I said, on a hot day with wine, anything goes. You want to chill that wine down to ice cold, go right ahead. You're the only one you have to please when you're drinking wine. So if you want to put ice in it, put ice in it. If you want to put uh, club soda in it, go ahead. If you want to put water in it, do it. go ahead. In Europe, it's very popular uh, to put ice-cold water in cold wine on a hot day. And they dilute it uh, almost uh, to half, where it's half water, half wine. It cuts the alcohol down. You still can appreciate the wine. And uh, you've got a refreshing, delightful drink. Of course, some of my favorite wines to have uh, on a hot day. What, for example, is a rosé, a Prosecco rosé. I was saying how nice Prosecco was. Prosecco rosé is that we have one called Cavatina that is my all-time favorite. Uh, Vino Verde is a white wine from Portugal. It literally translates green wine. Vino Verde is such a young wine that from the heat of your tongue, it'll get another fermentation. So you get a little spritz in your mouth when you drink a summer white Vino Verde, Alberino from Spain. A lot of you probably never heard of that, but it's the most popular white wine in Spain, and there's a good reason for it. It's very refreshing on a hot day. It can be served ice cold, and it's pretty good. Sauvignon Blanc, we all know about. Pinot Grigio, which has suffered, I think, because of the great revolution in rosé wines. But don't forget, it's still a pretty good wine and good on a hot day. Riesling, Semillon. And Sauvignon Blanc, as I said, you can get that Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, which everybody seems to love. But don't forget that Sauvignon Blanc comes from other countries, too. Chile, Australia, uh, the United States all make some very, very good Sauvignon Blancs that you shouldn't uh, ignore. And then, of course, my favorite, is you've heard me say this before, is Sancerre. That's Sauvignon Blanc with a college education. That's from the Loire Valley in France, and it is, there's a good reason it's one of the most popular white wines in France. It's simply delicious. Uh, white Bordeaux, don't overlook that. Uh, we have our friends at Chateau Milange make a white Bordeaux that's under $10 that is absolutely delicious on a hot day. It has some body if you're having a salad or seafood or something like that. It's under 10 bucks and it's delicious. Milange White Bordeaux. Uh, we talked about rosé, and we got a new one in the other day that just knocked my socks off, Chateau d'Aguil. Uh, it's from the Rhone Valley, and I'm telling you, I think it's the best Rhone rosé I have tasted in years. We've had the their uh, Cote de Rhone red for a long, long time. This is our first try at the rosé, and it also is under 10 bucks. And what a wine that is. It's just delicious. And uh, you heard me, I think, a week ago talk about second-growth Pinot Noir, from Oregon, their rosé is just delicious. It's a Pinot Noir rosé. I think that's a little more money. It's about $14, but it's awfully good. Mado in Provence, all wonderful wines for hot weather. And like I said, do whatever you want with the wine because anything goes. It's just up to you to decide exactly what you want in the wine you want it. And so Put ice cubes in, put water in, whatever. Yeah. Enjoy wine in the hot weather. Well, some great ideas and so many good ideas. Now, if you didn't write all these things down, you just stop in any one of the Haskell locations and said, hey, Jack was talking about this. Give me some ideas, and they'll do that very thing. They're very, very 
good at that. They love to talk about wine. They love to pair wine. They pair wine with anything you want. And believe me, in the next few days when it's going to be so hot, you'll want some wines to cool off, and they've got them at Haskell's. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen. There's a Haskell's in Excelsior right off the lake. Faribault has a Haskell's right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. It's huge. Downtown Minneapolis has free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Haskell's at Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Haskell's in Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in to Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine, and it'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our summer catalog. Uh, which is full of good ideas. And as I said, on all these drink recipes, they're all on the Haskell's website as well. Fantastic, Jack. Well, again, steak. Uh, we'll see We'll see what happens one week from today. When, you know, uh, I'm going to look forward to it, Danny. Me too. Thank you, Jack. Great ideas. Uh, Jack, Jack Farrell with uh, Haskell's. By the way, family run for a whole lot of years. You stop in at any one of the locations.